When you determine I'm moving to the next level, you're saying, you know what? I'm going to leave everything behind me. I'm going to take a step out of what's been comfortable. I'm going to move into what God has for me. You don't live according to what you see. You don't live according to what you feel. You live according to what the Spirit of God has placed inside of you. And so if I'm trying to get to a new level, then I have to begin to think and hear differently. I got to begin to see differently. My life as I know it has to change. Ezekiel chapter number one. And last week we started a series on revival hubs and, and we started this series because this is who we are as a church. We're a revival hub. We're a place, we're a gathering place for all people that can come and experience God's power, God's presence, God's touch upon their life. We welcome those from different walks, backgrounds, different walks of life to come and experience a touch from God. We are a gathering place for all people of all backgrounds. We, we're a place of encounter. We're a place of hope and healing. We're a place of encouragement and empowerment. We're a place of activation and impartation. We're a place of freedom. I want to uh, review real fast. Last week we talked from Ezekiel chapter number 10 and we saw where in verse number 19 of Ezekiel 10 where the glory of God leaves the temple leaves the church it hovered over the threshold for a season like God was saying give me one more chance give me an opportunity giving us the people an opportunity to to repent and to change our ways and go into another direction but people in that passage were busy doing church playing church, doing what they wanted to do. And the Shekinah glory of God wanted to, to stay, but it was on the way out the door because of, of, um, of, of the fact that um, nobody paused, nobody gave the glory an opportunity. So the Bible says the glory of the Lord paused over the door of the temple, paused, giving them time to rep- return to repentance. But Ezekiel was the only person who saw the glory standing over the threshold of the church. And God is speaking to us as a church to steward the glory, to steward his presence, to host his presence. When we began the gathering place, we began um, on Saturday nights hosting the presence of God. We had short meetings, then we had long meetings. And God moved by his power, moved by his glory. We saw souls saved. We saw bodies healed. We saw things happen in the realm of the spirit that most churches don't see happen in their whole tenure. And God was saying, I want you to produce a revival hub. I want you to produce a glory center, an apostolic center that releases people into their destiny, that releases people into their flow. Last week we said revival hubs produce revival zones. We said these hubs are gathering places for hungry people, hurt people, lost people, sick people. It's a place for all people, all people. 
We said that last week that a hub is the central part of a wheel from which the spokes radiate. It's the central part of a wheel from where the spokes radiate. We said that each spoke represents a different administration or a different flow. It represents you. It represents your ministry. It represents what you bring to the table. It represents the anointing upon your life. It represents all of us together going in the same direction, doing the same thing under one vision. We gave you an example and said the hub is the headquarters and from out of that place, the river or the administration of the ministry flows. We defined a zone and we said a zone is an area having a particular characteristic purpose or use. You have a particular characteristic. You have a particular purpose. You have a particular use that God has called you to do, to call you to become in your life. You are a revival zone. You are a revived person of revival. You are a person of glory. So that for this specific setting today, for this specific teaching, I want to say this, that from this hub, this center, we produce zones or spokes that have a specific God-given purpose to bring forth heaven's agenda upon the earth. That is what TGP does. We are a hub that produces revival zones that release glory into the community. You release the presence of God into our community. Now we're going to go into Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 16. Ezekiel 1 and verse 16. And I'm not going to go, I'm not going to read the entire thing, um, but this is a, a picture once again of Ezekiel seeing glory. It's the picture. This is this vision is seen um, in chapter 1, and it's also seen in chapter number 10 that we read earlier. But I'm going to begin in verse number 16. And it says in verse 16, the appearance of the wheels and their workings was like the color of barrel and all had and all four had the same likeness and the appearance of their workings was as it were a wheel in the middle of a wheel. So we see this vision, like I said, in chapter one and in chapter 10 and in chapter 10, we see where it mentions living creatures. And these living creatures are identified in both chapters uh, as cherubim. And the wheels in both chapters represent the presence of Almighty God. The Bible says that they work as wheels within a wheel. So let's go to verse 17. And it says, and when they moved, they went toward any one of four directions. And they did, they did not turn aside when they went, verse 18, and as for their rims, they were so high, they were awesome, and their rims were full of eyes all around the four of them. And I want let's stop there and talk for a minute. We're living in the year 2020, and a lot of prophets have called it the year of vision, the year of clarity. <clears throat> and I'm reminded, Proverbs 29 and 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. And so in the year of 2020, it's important to understand what God is saying and what God is doing. God wasn't surprised by COVID-19. God wasn't surprised by what's going on in your life. God wasn't surprised. And so the enemy comes to steal. The enemy comes to destroy. The enemy comes to distract. The enemy comes to get you, uh, your vision clouded. He comes to get your vision off. But the devil is a liar. This is the year of clarity. This is the year of vision. This is the year of purpose. 
Even though it seems like right now our nation is divided, God says release a vision. God says to release a thing. God says to decree a thing. And so God says rise up and speak forth vision and clarity into this nation, into this state, into our community, into our family, into this church, into your business. Without vision, people perish. God says figure out what your vision is if you don't have a vision. Get a vision. Get in my presence. Obtain a vision of my word. Get your vision, get my vision on the inside of you so that you can move forward in this new era of glory, in this new era of ministry. This is a season of revival. This is a season of outpouring. And God says in this season, get a new vision. Come on, type it in the comments. I'm going to get me a vision. Come on, I'm not going to perish. I'm going to get me, I'm going to get a hold of God's vision for my life. Hallelujah. Vision is important. What is God's vision for my family, for my business, for my life? What is God speaking to me? What is God saying to my family? What is God saying to my church? What is God saying to me individually? Whatever he's saying to you this morning, speak it forth, decree a thing, declare a thing, and watch God work on your behalf. You got to learn to speak it into existence. You got to learn to write it down. You got to learn to declare a thing. You got to know that God is for you and not against you. Hallelujah. God wants to release fresh vision into your life this morning. Hallelujah. So let's look down at verse number 19 of the same chapter of Ezekiel 1. And it says, And when the living creatures went, the wheels went beside them. And when the living creatures were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up. And wherever the spirit wanted to go, they went because the because there's because there the spirit went. And the wheels were lifted together with them. For the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. Verse 21. And when those went, these went. And when those stood, these stood. And when those were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up together with them. For the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. Now I'm going to talk to you today about revival hubs today. Part two. If somebody will grab me my wheel, please. And so we're going to talk about revival hubs. And what is God saying? What is God saying for our church, to our church? What's God releasing for such a time as this? God is saying that he wants us to become a revival hub. You see, in the center of this is a hub. It's the center of the wheel. And in there from the wheel, the spokes radiate, as I've stated before. But this represents movement. This represents life. This represents vision. This represents what God is saying to our church today. And the Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 1 that wherever the Spirit wanted to go, they went. Wherever the Spirit wanted to go, they went. And so what we're saying as TGP is wherever the Spirit wants to go, we're going to go because we're a hub, because we, we flow in the direction of the Spirit. We stay focused on what God is saying to our region and to us individually. We don't get off course. We stay the course. Somebody comment below, but I'm going to stay the course. God is saying in this season, don't get off balance. Stay the course. Dig into the word. Listen to the word. Meditate on my word. I will give you vision. I will give you insight. I will give you strategy for the days to come. Don't get focused on doom and gloom, says the Lord, but be focused on my glory. Be focused on my spirit. Be focused on my presence, and I'll do a thing in your life. Hallelujah. But the Bible says that wherever the, the spirits went, wherever the spirit of God went, 
The wheels went that direction. It said, when those went, these went. When those stood, those stood. And when those were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up together with them. And the, the spirit of God was in the wheels. Now, what is the spirit of the living creature? Now, I did some study. I did some research to find out because this has always been a weird uh, story, a weird uh, prophetic vision that Ezekiel had. I've never understood it, but I had to do some research. And uh, um, as defined in the strongest concordance, the word spirit, of course, in this passage, means ruach. This is the wind. This is the breath, the spirit of God. This is the prophetic spirit. This is the Holy Spirit. Then we went down and I said, well, what is uh, uh, what does the word creature mean in the strongs? And the word creature means che, C-H-A-Y, C-H-A-Y. And that simply means here, um, it means means alive. It means flowing fresh. It means sustenance. It means revival. It means renewal. And it means community. Then I said, okay, well, then what does the word will mean? And the, the, will, uh, the word will in this passage is the word ophon. And it means to revolve. And of course, we know revolve means to move in a circle. It means to rotate. And so the Lord is saying, I want a free, flowing, spirit-led will in my church today that will flow with me that will go with me, that will go with me wherever I go and do whatever I do and say whatever I say. I want my church to become my hands and my feet. I want my church to release a sound. I want my, my church to be Holy Spirit led. In other words, the presence of the Lord must be your focus in your life. If you're going to be a revival hub, if you're going to be a person of revival, you're going to have to learn to be Holy Spirit led at all times. You can't focus on everything else. You can't focus on what she did or what he didn't do. You got to be focused on the presence of God. The presence of God can fix anything. Hallelujah. You got to be led by the spirit. And as a revival hub, we must be led by the spirit. In other words, we can't be focused on programs. It doesn't mean programs are not important. We believe programs are very important. That's the way you get new believers assimilated into a local body. It's the way you get people plugged into a local body. Without getting without programs, nobody will do anything. Hallelujah. And as leaders and as people of God, we got to learn to work with each other in unity. Hallelujah. We got to learn to do things that we don't want to do sometimes. We got to stay Holy Spirit led. And the church needs programs. We got to have programs. We got to have uh, uh, um, interaction as a community and as a family. But when that, when, but when the program becomes more important than the presence, then we know trouble is on the horizon. And many churches today have trouble today because their program is more important than their, than His presence. And God is saying today, in this moment of COVID nineteen, get my presence back into your church. Get my presence back into your life. Get my presence back into your business. Get my presence back into your family. Hallelujah. Revival hubs are committed to producing Holy Spirit-led encounters that see lives changed and impacted by the power of God. To be a person of revival, you are a walking encounter. You are a walking presence of God. You are the glory of God. You are the power of God. You we walk into someone's life, and you can bring Holy Spirit change to that person. That's why God has created you for such a time as this. Not to just warm a pew, but to but to release his presence into the community around you. Hallelujah. Come on, say I'm a revivalist. And so so what so these hubs are places of encounter for all people. These these hubs, you know, previously we've had people talk about revival hubs before, and it was for uh, the spirit people, it's for people who flow in the prophetic, people who who dance and wave flags, and that's great and grand, and we love all that. But let me tell you something, church is for 
people that are broke, disgusted, churches for people, hungry people, whole people, uh, healthy people, and unhealthy people. Churches for everybody. Churches for people of all backgrounds. We can't limit church. We can't be a judgmental church in this season. We've got to be a church on fire that's focused on the presence of God, the, the power of God, and releasing the love of God across our community. Amen. And so we can't be just another a, a spiritual country club. we got to be a presence-driven organism, organization that's releasing God's love. Come on, somebody. So God, God doesn't doesn't mean God doesn't like programs. Doesn't mean God doesn't like uh, different ways or different flows. But God is saying, in this hour, America needs my presence. In this hour, America needs my glory. In this hour, America needs me to show up. Hallelujah. God has no respecter of persons. What he did for somebody else, he can do for you. God hasn't forgotten you. God is moving on your behalf. The prophet Joel declares that in the last days, my spirit will be poured out upon everybody. Nobody's going to be uh, uh, forgotten about. Nobody's going to be forsaken. Everyone's going to be given an opportunity to experience my love, my joy, my peace, my, 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 my mercy, and my grace. Everybody's going to be going to experience an encounter of my presence. This is not just for church people. This is not just for revival people. This is for everybody. Everybody in the entire world can will encounter a sp spiritual encounter with the Holy Spirit. Everyone is entitled to an encounter. Come on, say I'm entitled to an encounter. So in a revival hub, you got to be spirit led. You got to be presence driven. God's presence must be invited and sustained. If you're going to be a revivalist, if you're going to be a person of glory, then you must always invite the presence of God into your, your, into your circle, into your sphere of influence. And you're going to have to learn how to sustain uh, the presence of God. Even when trouble comes, when distractions come, when fear comes, you're going to have to learn how to sustain the glory, how to sustain uh, the power of God in your life. If you're a person and one distraction or one bad thing hits you and the glory leaves, then you're going to have to learn. You have to get with somebody to teach you. How do I stand in the face of adversity? How do I stand in the face of when the enemy comes in like a flood? How do I stand in the middle of pain? Hallelujah. You got to understand how to know how to, how to, when, when, when pain comes, how to keep on rolling. Hallelujah. We got to learn that. We got to learn that. It doesn't mean pain's not going to come because trauma is going to come. Hurt's going to come. Offense is going to come, but you're going to have to learn how to, how to sustain the flow of God and keep the wheels turning in your life. Hallelujah. And so we see that in revival hubs, that, that, that these hubs are places of encounter, they're places of salvation. They're the places of supernatural deliverance and restoration. They are equipping sinners. They're places of family. Here in TGP, family is important. We like to connect relationally. God is saying in this hour, this is not the time to isolate. Yes, we may not have church on Sunday, but this is not the time to stay isolated. This is the time, even more the time now, to stay connected to spiritual family. Not to church hop online, but to stay connected to your family. To stay connected to the word of God over your house. This is the season to stay connected with the flow of the Holy Spirit. Don't get disconnected in this uh, season of ministry. Revival hubs are equipping centers. They're places of family. They're places of strategy. It's a, a place of ministry, apostolic ministry and prophetic identity. It's a place of continued refreshing and outpouring of God's spirit. This is a place of outpouring. This is a place of glory. These hubs are places of prayer and intimacy. They are marked by hunger. These, this hunger will invite an outpouring in this region, in this state, and in this nation. 
These hubs are filled with people who have great expect expectancy, great expectancy and a hunger for God. Revival hubs also release new songs of worship and new sounds of worship. You're going to see in the coming weeks, our worship team is going to release new songs and new sounds of the spirit. Why? Because these new sounds and then these new songs of the spirit uh, release a flow into the earth realm, release the flow into your di different flow into your life. It, it, it stretches you a little bit. It causes you to want to see things differently. It breaks containers. It breaks religious cycles. It breaks things in your life. Nobody wants to go to a boring church. Nobody wants to go to a, a lifeless church. We need a live church. We need a church of revival, a church of power. Revival hubs release new sounds of worship. This is known as a prophetic worship. And revival hubs, these, these, there is a sound, a heavenly sound that's being released. New sounds that can produce a new move in the earth. These hubs also embrace the full five-fold ministry. The apostle, prophet, pastor, evangelist, and teacher. At TGP, we embrace the five-fold. We believe the five-fold is still relevant to the body of Christ. We believe it's still relevant in America. We believe the power still flows in the five-fold. And we're going to see that more and more take place and shape in the coming years in this region and in this community, in this nation. Uh, we recognize the five-fold ministry, and we honor the different administrations that each ministry represents. A revival hub is a place dedicated to personal and corporate revival and awakening. You can't come to a revival hub and not be changed. You can't come to a revival, a center of revival, and into a hub that's flowing with revival power and glory and not be touched by God. Hallelujah. You've got to, you, you, you've got to be touched by God when you come into a revival. It's just it's part of the, of the show. It's part of the program. And so it's a place, the revival hub is a place that gears its entire ministry around the purpose of revival, the purpose of, of the Father. Revival hubs begin with the divine call to a region and to people. We're not, at TGP, we're not just here to have good church, although that's fun. We're not here just to have a spiritual um, highs, spiritual over here to sustain a revival culture. What is a revival culture? A revival culture is, 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 um, uh, is uh, the, a free-flowing spirit of God that's not restricted or put in a container. The revival culture means healing, miracles, signs, and wonders. A revival culture means uh, prophetic worship. A revival culture means that you're coming to a place where you come on Sunday or whether you come on Wednesday, you're coming to a place where you can meet with a, a living, mighty, powerful God, where you get your needs met from a supernatural king who's in, who's, who's in love with you. That's a revival culture. Why is a revival hub important? Why is a revival hub important? Because people are looking for gathering places that they can connect to who will be intentional about relationships and about encountering a real and living God. People are looking, people are tired of fake church. They're tired of fake relationships. They're tired of, 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 of going to church and not connecting, going to church and not, uh, not sensing a move of God, going to church. They're looking for something. These people are looking for something in their life. They're looking for a real God who loves them and who, can, who they can connect with intentionally that can bring change into their life and into their hearts. And a lot of people in the community don't even realize the change that they need is just down the street from them. It's important. 
People want to be cared for by genuine, God-loving people, and they don't want to be criticized and ridiculed by so-called Christians who say they love them in one instant and stab them in the back in the next. For too long, the church has looked at somebody and said, I love you, but then turned their back and stabbed them in the back when they, when they needed real love. The, the, the Lord is sick. The Father is sick and tired of fake Christianity. Should I say that again? The Lord is sick and tired of people claiming to be saved, claiming to be filled with the Holy Spirit and not releasing his love and not releasing his power. The Father is sick of it. And the Lord is saying, you better get your heart right. You better get your mind right. I'm looking for for genuine, authentic, God-fearing, loving people to release my glory into the community. And if you got some sort of hate, racism, homophobic, whatever it is, you better get it out of your heart because God is saying, I'm going to send you right to the people you can't stand. Hallelujah. Deal with it. Deal with it, America. Deal with the problems. Deal with it. God is saying, I'm releasing a, a flow of glory and revival and you're either going to be in it or you're going to be out of it. And I want to be in it. But God is saying, get our hearts right. Hallelujah. Get your heart right. Friends, people are tired as church as usual. People are tired of predictable cookie cutter church as usual. They're tired of boring Christianity. I'm going to share some stats with you this morning. In recent reports, George Barna and other researchers have noted that Christianity is on a steady decline while Americans' identification with atheism continues to increase. This data shows that from 2003, just a little over one in 10 American claim to be atheist, agnostic, or of no religion, which is about 11%. Well, over eight in 10 identified as being Christian. Okay. This means that this included 7% evangelicals, 33% non-evangelical born again, and 41% nominal Christian. And less than one in 10 affiliated with other faiths. Now, I want you to listen to this. Percentage points for all religious segments saw little to no shift from 2003 to, two, uh, to 2012. But by 2018, Christianity in the United States had witnessed a significant loss of followers from 81% in 2003 to 72% in 2018. Meanwhile, the atheist, agnostic, or no religion at all segment has seen greatest increase of all groups analyzed, nearly doubling in size from 11% in 2003 to 21% in 2018. And God knows where it's at today. They're, they're updating these stats. Ladies and gentlemen, revivalists, God-loving people, our community needs to be introduced to a non-judgmental and all-powerful and loving God. Our world needs the love of Jesus Christ. Our community needs to experience the love of our creator. Folks are dropping like flies out of church and out of Christianity because they're tired of the church playing games. They're tired of its people being fake. I'm just being real with you this morning. I'm, I'm talking because we need a move. 
We've got to have God's spirit. We've got to have revival. We've got to have a move of God coming to the body of Christ. We've got to quit arguing and complaining and debating everybody. We've got to quit sharing our opinion with everybody. Your opinion really doesn't matter. The only opinion that matters is the Father's opinion. And the Father's opinion is full of mercy and full of grace. Hallelujah. There are people that we know, that I know and that you know, that need a place of encounter. They need the power of the Holy Spirit to totally consume their lives. And we, you and I, must help them. Excuse me. I'm going to read this to you. I know that today's message may be a little uh, thought-provoking and heart-pricking, but I just hear my heart today. God's raising up the gathering place and other churches across this community and across America to be revival hubs and glory centers and houses of awakening and houses of prayer that's going to release this new realm, this release of glory. And I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to get our hearts clean. We've got to get our hands clean. God is doing a new thing, okay? And so I'm going to read this to you. This is, this is a crazy article that I found just today that I want to share with you. Dr. Mary Healy, okay, stay with me, Dr. Mary Healy, she's the professor of scripture at Sacred Heart Major Seminary in Detroit. She says this, many people in our time are affected by a kind of spiritual numbness. Beginning from childhood, they've been overstimulated, overscheduled, overindulged and overexposed to sexual content. They've been taught that self-fulfillment and sexual freedom and economic success are the highest values. So they often seem to have lost interest in the most important questions of life. Why do I exist? What is my mission in life? And how do I fulfill it? What is true love? And how do I find it? She continues to say many people today show indifference to these deeper questions, but no matter what, those questions are there beneath the surface. Dr. Healy notes that there's no replacement for a real encounter with God's power and the holiness of his people. She concludes and says, I've seen again and again that when we are willing to take risks in faith as we evangelize, the Lord backs us up through the power of the Holy Spirit. The gospel is a message in words that addresses the human being's capacity for truth. But it is also a message of power that brings people into a personal encounter with Jesus. Can I say in a recent study, 47% of millennials say evangelism is wrong. Let me say it again because my mic. Uh, came out. It said, in a recent study, 47% of millennials say that evangelism is wrong. But yet Jesus, the word says, Jesus says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. So what we're seeing here, ladies and gentlemen, what we're seeing here in America is a decline of Christianity. But God is saying, I still have a people. God is saying, I still have a remnant. God is saying, I still have people who are hungry for me, 
who are thirsty for me, who will go out and spread my love and spread my joy and spread my peace in their community. Ladies and gentlemen, you are needed. You're this army that's that's in the gathering place is needed for such a time as this to go into our world, our spheres of influence and bring an encounter with them wherever you shall go. Our people, our friends, our families need the presence, the power of the Holy Spirit. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. This is our mission, friends. This is the gathering places mission. This is our vision. Our vision is to bring hope and healing, empowerment, encouragement, or to bring love and peace and joy to the community around us, to bring a supernatural encounter to everybody that we meet. That's our mission. It's our goal. It's who we are. We must become people of revival. We must become people of his presence. And we must share our faith and the love of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for each person that's watching today. Father, I thank you that today, that this message is thought-provoking. That, Father, this message is, 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 uh, opens our eyes to see what's really happening in America. Father, I ask you to give our church and those that are connected to us a greater hunger and a greater thirst for evangelism, for your presence, for revival. Father, I thank you for those that you've sent here, and I thank you for those that are coming. Lord, I ask you to bless each person. I ask you, Father, to to heal hearts and heal minds. And Father, as we close today's service, Lord, I thank you that this message today, as we close that, Lord, this these these the statistics that I've shared and the things that I've shared today, Father, let it let it just be upon our minds and upon our memory. And Father, show us, give us opportunities that we can we can we can say that, Father, that you sent someone into our circle and we were able to touch their heart with your presence. Because, Father, that's what all that matters. You sent us, you put us here on this earth to bring change, to bring encounter. Father, we thank you today. Father, I pray for each person watching. Father, I thank you that they're healed, they're a blessed people. Father, that their families are blessed, their jobs are blessed. For those that don't have jobs, Lord, send jobs to them today. Send opportunities to them today. Send resource to them today. Father, for those that feel lonely and, and, and loss of hope and despair, Father, wrap your arms around them today. Give them hope. Give them fresh vision. Give them eyes to see and ears to hear what you're doing in this season. Father, give those with no vision, give them vision today. Give them vision for their family, for their business, for their life. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this nation, what you're doing in our lives and in our church, in this community. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you need prayer today, you can email us, connect at tgp.church. If you're watching on Facebook, you can send us a direct message or comment below. We love you. We bless you. Um, if you want to give today, there's a graphic on your screen. You can text the word give to 936-261-8142. Thank you for your generosity. We love you. We bless you. 
Have a good week in the Lord. We'll see you next Sunday right here online, 1030 a.m. We love you. We'll see you soon.